Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to see uh, the pews fill it up this morning. Thank you for coming out to worship with us at Crestview Baptist Church this morning. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm excited to be here. I hope you're excited to be here. If you're a guest with us for the first time, if you've never had an opportunity to fill out a, a visitor's card, you can find those in the pews close by in front of you. If you would fill one of those out and drop it in the offering box on your way out, we'd love to have a record of your visit. Uh, I've got uh, several announcements this morning. Um, don't forget uh, work day on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Still working on that, trying to get that finished up down at the creek. Um, hopefully the weather works out for that. Um, don't forget our Wednesday night uh, youth, kids, and adult Bible studies that we have here at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. Um, if you're not part of that, we would love to have you come out and be part of that. If you're watching at home and you're looking for somewhere to be, we would love to have you for part of that. Um, breakfast is sneaking up on us August the 7th. It'll be here, so mark that on your calendars. Um, and uh, we'd love to see you for that. And then this week, as far as the kids and youth go, I have um, Friday morning, if you'll be at the if, if kids, so Friday morning, we're going to the Big E and watching uh, the, the weekly kids movie that they have. It's Trolls World Tour this week. Um, the movie is $5, and that comes with a movie, a popcorn, and drink, and I think they get like a $2 game card or something like that. So it's basically nothing. Um, so, but never, if, if, hey, if that $5 is an issue, never let that stop you from coming. Uh, just pull me to the side and talk to me, and uh, we'll make sure, never let that stop you to come in one of our events. Be here at the church at 930 um, if the kids want to bring extra money for games, that's fine. We don't have a lot of time to play games, but they do have a few minutes. Um, and that same night, that same day at 6 o'clock that evening, um, we're going to meet here with the youth, and we are going to the Big E again, and, but we're going bowling this time, and the cost for that is $10. And uh, like I say, if they want to bring extra money for that, they can. That's between you and them, but $10 is the cost for the bowling, and that's going to cover everything by the time we pull everything together. Uh, if you ha there are sign-up sheets out here in the lobby. Uh, Laura Martin, she um, did a youth and kids bulletin board. Um, she's the creative part of my life. I'm not very creative. So uh, she went and uh, did that, and it's, it's a wonderful. It's got some pictures from Bible school. So if you have time, go down here on this hall and check that out and sign your kids up, or, or if you're a youth, sign up for that so we can kind of get an idea of how many is going to come. And uh, I will be sending some text messages out this week. I don't think I have any other announcements, but this lady up over here does. She's always got something to say. But I'm going to let her come up here and uh, get her announcement. And when she finishes up, I'll let Preacher already start us off in prayer. I hope you guys enjoy the service. Focus your hearts on God. Good morning. I asked Chad to let me make a, an announcement, and it's about the Christmas tree ornaments out in the uh, vestibule. And I've been asked by a lot of people when the donations are due, so we've decided to extend Christmas in July through August. So uh, you're gifts that you're going to bring for the youth and children to pack shoeboxes will be due by Sunday, August 29th. 
if you haven't gotten an ornament or ornaments off the tree yet to make donations, be sure and do that. And it's a good time because there's sales. And a couple ladies and I went to Sandy's Country Christmas uh, the other day, and we bought bags full of stuff. We had so much fun. <laughs> so uh, they've got a lot of things, and they're not expensive if you want to go up there and check them out. And if you prefer to give money, uh, we'll need monetary donations to help pay for the shipping, which is $9 a box. And if you want to write a check for that, you can make it to Crestview and put a uh, donation to OCC, and it'll go towards shipping of any of the boxes. Uh, just remember that what we're doing is part of God's Word. And even though we can't all go on missions and we can't all be missionaries, we can pray and we can give for uh, the special offerings and things that we take up for. My prayer is that each of you will participate to help the children, and you'll also pack a box of your own. Thank you. Good morning. I'm glad to see everybody here this morning. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, we do have a little bit of business to take care of before we go into our prayer time. But uh, as many of you know that today is our deacon nomination. A letter was sent out this past week, and uh, you should have had a nomination form as well as a letter. If you did not receive a nomination form, you're a member of this church and you did not receive a nomination form in the mail, and you did, were not given one yet this morning, if you could please raise your hand. Some of our deacons have nomination forms that they're, willing to, that they're able to hang out. Okay, so if you have a nomination form on you right now, at the end of the service, we will collect those before we go into our business meeting. And... Uh, we will, we will take care of those because I know some people were receiving them as they came in. Apologize, those that didn't receive one in the mail, they were sent out. Um, so just be on the lookout for them. You may still get them um, with the mail service. Sometimes it runs a little bit slow. So, uh, but still be in prayer about this whole process as we continue to seek God's will. Also, uh, as we start our, our time together, there are two uh, prayer requests that we need, I need to make you guys aware of. Um, many of you know that Walt Connor has been in ICU in coma um, because of COVID. He's on a ventilator. They tried to take him off the ventilator uh, the end of this past week, and um, he was not able to breathe on his own. So they've got him back on the ventilator, but they have reduced the amount of, of work the ventilator is doing. So he is actually breathing more on his own now than with the help of the ventilator, but continue to pray for them, continue to pray for the family. They have not been allowed to see him at all. So just pray for that whole situation. Also, um, you all know that my uh, brother and his family have uh, all tested positive for COVID. I got an email or a text message from my brother this morning during our deacons meeting. He was taken by ambulance to the, emerg or to the hospital last night, and he's now at Shands Hospital at the University of Florida on oxygen. Um, they say that, that he's, he should be fine, but they're trying to make sure that his oxygen level stays up to where it needs to. It dropped below 80 um, last night. So uh, just be in prayer for him. His name is Marty. 
um, as I mentioned Wednesday night, not Marty Osborne, but Marty Hubbard. So uh, I guess that's why Marty and I pick at each other so much, because he reminds me of my, of my baby brother. <laughs> so, but uh, be in prayer for, for Marty and his family as well, uh, and pray for our service and the whole process of our deacon election as we continue to seek God's will. Also pray for our finance committee. They have a meeting coming up next week um, to finalize the budget before it's presented to the church. So please pray for them as well. And if you would please join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, and I forgot one last thing. Miss B is here this morning, but Miss B found out this past week that uh, the cancer on your nose is back. So pray for Miss B as she is, is dealing with that. Not sure what they're going to do about that yet, but she's got uh, some appointments with the doctor coming up. So pray for Miss B as well um, going through this process. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you on this day. Dear Lord, you are God Almighty. You are makers of heaven and the earth. And dear Lord, as we end out this church year, and we have so much business that we've got to get done within the last month. Dear Lord, I ask that we do not lose sight of what is truly important. And that is that we are obedient to you and we seek and do your will. And you, we make you the priority in everything that we do. Dear Lord, today you've given me a message of faith to share with your people. I ask you that you speak through me. Dear Lord, that you will be faithful to your promises and that we will be faithful in our commitment to you. Dear Lord, I lift Miss B up to you. Thank you for allowing her to be here this morning with us. But dear Lord, I ask you to guide the doctors as they deal with this cancer that has reoccurred on her nose. That you touch her body, dear Lord, you strengthen her so that she may be able to fight. Dear Lord, I ask you to be with Walt and Pam and April and the rest of the family as Walt is there in the hospital and they're not able to be with him. That I ask you to strengthen his lungs, dear Lord. Allow him to start breathing on his own. And dear Lord, I ask you to be with my brother, Marty, there in Shan's hospital, that you would strengthen his lungs as well. You would allow his body to get the oxygen that it needs. That you're with Tracy and Michael and Taylor and Ashlyn and the rest of the family. That as they are recovering from this virus, dear Lord, that you would strengthen them all. And above all, they would all feel your power and your strength. And dear Lord, as we've gathered together today, as we seek your face, we know that you have promised that if two or more gathered together in your name, you will be in the midst of them. We know that you are here, dear Lord. And we ask you to take control of this service, every aspect of it, from what is said, what is sung, that it all belongs to you, dear Lord, and you control it all. Dear Lord, I want us to be able to share the gospel and change lives because that is what you've commanded us to do. 
may we, we be faithful witnesses to you. And may your name be glorified today and may the gospel be preached. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Can I get the kids to come down this way this morning and sit right here in the middle for me? And I also need another guest to come up here with me. I need Pastor Artie to come up here. I need to come sit in this chair right here in the middle. And I'll explain to him why in just a minute. You guys sit right there. Go sit on that chair. You'll see. You'll see I'm causing trouble. All right, Miss Betsy, I have decided that you are going to be my volunteer this morning. Is that okay with you? I need you to come up here with me. I want you, you are, Mr. Artie can't see this till you're done, but everybody out there can. So I want you to look at Mr. Artie, and I want you to take this right here, and I want you to draw the very best picture you can of Mr. Artie while we're sitting here, while I'm talking. And so she's thinking about it. So guys, I'm going to talk while she's drawing. So you watch her draw, and I want to share a Bible verse with you here in just a minute. And I want to, we're going to talk a little bit about creation today. I know some of you guys have been talking about creation on Wednesday night, correct? So creation is something, sorry, I'm a little bit of everywhere. So creation is something that didn't just happen. God had his hand in it. And it, God created us. And he created all the wonderful things. And you guys are going to get to see on the sixth day, he created something very special. Does anybody know what that might be? Do you know what that might be? What did God create on the sixth day? Who knows? 
us. God created us on the sixth day, and he didn't just... And, and he didn't just poof us into existence like he did other things. And he says, and then, and I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And so God created us in his own image. And I think it's really cool how God created man because I get this visual picture of like clay and he created us from the dust of the ground. And then he, and did you say ew, Thomas? Ew, yeah, he created us from the dust of the ground and then he breathed life into us. And I like think like CPR, like he held our dusty nose and like breathed life into us. I don't know how it happened. I wasn't there, but I like to like visualize it. I'm a very visual person. But God created us in His image. Now, I know you guys might not understand what that means, so we are going to talk about it a little bit. But in, in the spirit of creating something in their own image, that's why I invited Betsy up today. She's creating a picture of Pastor Artie in the image of how she sees him. And so I'm going to give her just a few more seconds, and we're going to stop, and we're going to see if this looks anything like Preacher Artie. And Colton and Teddy are way over there. So, but that's all right. All right, Betsy, put your finishing touches on. All right. So let me step this way. Isabel, I hope you're not cold. You might need to go to the doctor if you're cold. So here we go, Preacher Artie. I'm going to pull this easel out of the way. And so, this is Betsy's image of Artie. Now, I was picking on Artie this morning because I told him when we were on vacation, a bear ran out in front of us. And when I saw that bear run out in front of him, you know what I thought? I've got to quit picking on Artie for having bald hair. If anybody gets that, they read their, they read their Bible, and I'm proud of you. Think about it. Look it up. Look bald, hair, look bald hair man up in the Bible when you get home and read that story. So, uh, but uh, this is Preacher Artie. In Betsy's in the image that Betsy created him in. So give us, give her a hand there. I think that's pretty good. All right. So we are going to go talk about what it means a little bit more. And so I'm going to move this over here, and I'm going to let Preacher Artie close us out in prayer, if that's okay with him, while I move this over here. And then Miss Laura Martin is going to be meet us in the back, and she's going to walk us out to the building.
I got a surprise. We're going to do some. Since I brought him up here today, I really didn't think about this. We're going to join in together with the rest of the church. We're going to sing happy birthday to preacher Artie. How's that sound? It's his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday We are so excited to have Callie and Irvin with us this morning and our our first grandbaby, Anna Sophia. So hopefully you'll get to take a peek at her. I think she's sleeping right now. <laughs> Sorry, Artie. She probably sleep through the sermon. <laughs> but um, we, we do thank y'all for praying for her. She's definitely growing. She's got those little fat, fat cheeks and little fat legs, so take a peek at her if you, if you get a chance, and um, this, you know, we do shout to the Lord for all his goodness to us, so.
It is good. Well, thank you, Jackie and Callie. Um, I have a hard time realizing and accepting the fact that Callie is married and has a child of her own now. I met Callie the first summer we lived here in Cleveland County. She was one of my campers at the Y and then later became a staff person and she was part of this youth group here and now she's got her own family and I just I can't get over that fact. It just blows my mind. I'm getting old. And I want to say thank you, Laura and Nick, for raising so far Betsy, a little girl that does not see me as a fat old guy, but puts hair in my head and makes me skinny and little. So I appreciate that greatly. And it is great to have Sandra back with us. Um, I did it as a joke when I saw her the car pull up and her getting out. I went and grabbed the walker and took it out to her. <laughs> and she says... I wasn't wanting to use that, but then she got to that little hill coming up into the building. I mean, little hill, you know, like this. And she goes, I need that. And she took it and she'd been using it. So thank, I'm glad that she's here. Continue to pray for her as she continues to recover. And as we are getting closer to the end of the year, Wednesdays, we are going through the book of Acts. And we have just finished up chapter four. And Peter and John had healed the paraplegic, that, the, the man that was born lame. And he was at the, the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And through the power of Jesus Christ and through the name of Jesus Christ, he was healed. And the religious leaders didn't like that fact. They didn't like the fact that they were preaching about Jesus and him uh, resurrected and, and through the healing. So they arrested them there in the temple and they stood before the very same people that just a few months prior had tried and crucified Christ. And they were released from the Sanhedrin court and they went back to the their companions, the Bible says, the church. And they told them everything that had been said to them. And they began to pray. And it says there that even though these people that were part of Pentecost, that received the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, it said that they received more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit filled them that day. But not only that, they prayed in faith and they expected God to answer those prayers. And God answered those prayers and showed them that he was with them because it says in the scripture that where they had assembled, the building where they were gathered, began to shake. Could you imagine that if we had a time of prayer in this church and we prayed with such faith that when we finished Praying, God himself said amen was shaking the building. That would be incredible. Church, why am I sharing this with you? Is because this, at the end of this church year, as we begin the new church year, that is the kind of faith we as a church need to have. So we're going to look at faith today. And I'm going to share with you two aspects of faith as found in Scripture. We're only looking at one verse. And it's the start of what is called the hall of faith. 
It is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It's going to be on your screen as well as in your bulletin. But if you stand as I read this verse from God's word. Hebrews chapter 11. We're not sure who wrote this, this, uh, this book or this letter. But it contains some very important information for us that comes from God. And this is the description of faith that is given here by the writer of Hebrews in verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The King James Version says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let us pray right now as we begin this time. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, please bless us and be with us. Thank you for what we found written in your holy word. May we be able to apply it and understand it today. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. So I want to start off with the two aspects of biblical, of a biblical description of faith. This is by no means the definition of faith, but it is a description of faith that we as followers of Jesus Christ need to have. The first being Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. I've already read that. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. The first is this. The assurance of things hoped for. That's the first aspect of faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The word translated assurance, or in the King James Version, substance, is hypostasis, the Greek word hypostasis. And it conveys the idea of a firm foundation or the actual existence. See, faith is the foundation of our Christian life. It is what we hope for. It is through Jesus Christ that we have hope. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ that we have eternal life. It is the fact that we can believe and understand and accept the promises that he has given us. We have yet to see those. But we hope in them. And when we use the word hope, we're not talking about like a wish. Oh, I hope my team wins. Or we hope that I win the lottery. That's not what we're talking about. It is not that superficial wanting something to happen. It is the hope that we are able to go day to day. It is the hope that Jesus will be coming back. It is the hope that moves us to do what we have been called to do. The concept describes a conviction that already takes hold of us to in the present of what we hope for and what God has promised us in the future. Jesus says, I go to prepare a face for you. 
He says, I wouldn't tell you that I was going if I wasn't coming back to get you. I will come back and get you. The Bible tells us constantly that we will be received by Jesus. Have we seen that yet? No. But we believe that it is going to happen because of our faith and the fact that Jesus and God have kept every promise they've ever made. We can look back through history and the Old Testament and we can see where God made a promise. He told Eve that through her seed the serpent's head would be crushed. That he would bruise his heel. He promised Abraham that he would make him into a great nation. That he would give him a son. Did that happen? Yes. From one man came the entire country of Israel. We see prophecies and promises made through the words of the prophets about Jesus, about where he would be born, how he would be born, what his name would be, what he would do, about the crucifixion. Did all of that happen? Yes. So if he was able to keep those promises and he was faithful in every aspect of those, what makes us think that he will not keep his promises to us? That is the conviction the hope that we have through faith. God's Word can be trusted. God is a man of His Word. The trust and hope in God motivates us to decisive obedience and following Jesus' commands. So we know that we have this hope the rest of the book of, uh, uh, or the chapter of 11 goes through and it goes back to the Old Testament and talks about the faithfulness of different individuals. Some of which, it even says that they were delivered, but some remained faithful even unto death. You remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's one of my favorite stories. I've talked about it many times. How... They told King Nebuchadnezzar that they would not bend down and worship his idol. And he got so mad that he brought them before him and he said, they, he says, why have you bowed down? I'm going to give you one other chance. And they said to the king, we don't have to give you a reason. We don't have to answer you in this case. Because our God is able to deliver us from your fiery furnace. But even if he does not, we are still going to remain faithful to our God and we will not bend our knee to you. The Bible says that he was so furious that he ordered the, the furnace heated up ten times normal to the point where the men that took them to the furnace died. Because of the heat. He threw them in there. And then they're sitting there watching. 
And he says, wait a second, guys. How many people did we throw in that fire? They said, three. He says, well, I see four. And the fourth looks like the Son of Man. And he called to their name. He he called their names and told them to come out. And out came Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The ropes had been burned off of them. They had been freed. But their hair was not singed. Their clothes were not singed. And they didn't smell of smoke. Because of the hope and the faith they had in God. We need to have that same type of faith. That faith that moves us. Even though it cannot be explained. It moves us to be obedient. Even when it doesn't make sense to people. When God calls us to do something, we have to be obedient to it. That's the type of faith that we need. That's the type of faith that we have to have to be able to become the church that God has wanted us to be. Not comfortable within these four walls, but getting up and being obedient to the commands of Jesus Christ. It is the assurance of things hoped for. And then the second aspect of faith is the conviction of things not seen. The second part of the, of the verse, the convictions of things not seen, or the evidence of things not seen. This word that is translated conviction in, in, in my version, or evidence in the King James, is elikos, which refers to an argument or a case being made. It is basically a legal term that is used in court during a trial. Faith is an argument for that which is not yet seen and trust in the one who made the promise. <clears throat> How do we know that Jesus is going to return? How do we know that? Because He said so. Because He said so. He's already done it once. Satan thought he had him beat when he was, he was hung on the cross. And I guarantee you, Satan and the demons were having a good old party when they put him in the grave. But three days later, what happened? Jesus came back. He walked out of that grave. He appeared in the midst of His disciples in a locked built house. The doors were barred shut and He shows up in the middle of them. They were able to touch Him. They were able to talk to Him. He appeared to people on the road. And then when they were on the mountain, and He tells them, after this you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be My witnesses in both Jerusalem, Judea, and to the other most parts of the earth. And then He went up into heaven. And they watched Him. And then the angels appeared to Him and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing? This same Jesus 
that you watched go away will what? Come back in the same way. How do we know it's going to happen? Because He said so. Because He's already done it once, He's able to do it again. That is the argument. That is the evidence. That is the conviction that we base our faith on. And it's because of who made the promise. And here's something we have to understand. This, is, uh, this type of conviction is not a per- personal preference. This type of faith is not a personal preference. It is a conviction or a conviction is a strongly held belief on which we base the way we live. All of our actions, everything that we say, everything that we do should be based upon our convictions, our faith in Jesus Christ. There is going to come a day when we have to stand before Him. And we're going to have to stand accountable for everything that we've done. Church, I want Him to look at every single one of us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Church, I've made a lot of mistakes. I have wasted a majority of my life not serving Him. And I refuse to, to, to wait any longer. I refuse to waste any more time. I want to, be stand, I want to stand and be counted with those that are found faithful. I want to have an impact. And I want our church to have an impact as we move forward. I want our church to be seen seriously. And we not only get people to the point where they kneel and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And they get dunked in the baptismary. I want us to be a church that is known for making disciples. That we teach them to obey everything that He has commanded. Not just the things that we're comfortable with or that we like, but everything that He has said. There are some things that God has commanded us that are not easy. They are not comfortable, but they are necessary for us to grow in our faith. They are necessary for us to grow as a church. And they are necessary for us to stand strong and be counted for Him in the face of unsurmountable odds. We are in a country right now that our very freedoms are under attack. We are in a country right now that want to see Christians be Christians. They don't want to see somebody hitting them over the head with a Bible. They don't want to see somebody posting a scripture on Facebook and then living like Satan the other times. They want to see something real. And it is only through this type of faith, the assurance of things not seen, the evidence or the conviction of things hoped for, it is only through that type of faith that we will be able to rise above all the other stuff and stand strong and firm for Jesus Christ and be able to share the gospel with everyone we come in contact with. That's what I want for us in this new church year. It may mean that we stretch ourselves, that we have to do things that doesn't make sense to us, 
How are we going to do this? Because God has asked us to do this. He's going to provide a way for it. And we take those steps of like, does that mean that we do things just without thinking about them? No. Faith is not instead of reason. Faith goes beyond reason. When you look at the sky and a child asks, why is the sky blue? The logical answer is because the water droplets or the water molecules in the, in the atmosphere filter out all the other light and what is shown through is the blue wavelength. Faith says that that's the way it works, but it works that way because that's the way God set it up. It didn't happen by just accident. Faith says God did it. How does the moon stay in the in the in the 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 sky? It's because God put it there, but it is exactly at the right distance from the earth where it orbits around the earth and doesn't fall out of orbit. But why? Because the Bible says that God put the moon in its place. Faith is not instead of reason. But faith goes beyond reason to accept what we cannot understand, what we cannot explain, but we take it on the word of God and believe that he is going to be faithful. So church, now is the time. Now is the time that we are going to have the opportunity to come and respond to what God is calling us to do. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is the time to get that taken care of. This is your opportunity. If you want to join our congregation and be part of this family of believers, this is your time. If there is a question that you need to ask, now is the time. If you need to come and just pour your heart out to God, now is that time. As we go into this time of invitation, do what God is leading you to do.
Thank you very much. You guys may be seated. This may take a little bit. Uh, Micah, come on up here. This is Micah Roberts. Though many of you know, Micah's been coming for a little bit. He's been singing in the choir. Sandra already got, got him trapped. And um, I went, had breakfast with Micah yesterday. And uh, he is at Gardner-Webb. He's only going to be there for a short time. So he wants to come under our Watch Care membership. This is where he wants to be part of the church. Um, he said uh, today, he said, I want to do Watch Care, but if I feel God moving, I'm, I may just go ahead and join his full membership. But what Watch Care membership means is that he will keep his membership at his, his current church, but while he is at Gardner-Webb, this will be his church, and that he will be here with us, and he will support us, and, and we will support him, and we will take care of him. And, and he will become one of our, us while he's here. So if you're excited about that, if you, I can get a hearty amen. amen. Okay, thank you, Micah. And then if I can have the Hicks family come up here. Come on up here, Thomas. This is Sean and Morgan Hicks and their children. Um, Ryan, Sakura, Thomas, Peyton, and Everly. I got them right, didn't I? All right. I've been talking, they've been coming for a while, um, and I've been talking with them. Sean said that the first time that he walked into this church, he felt like he was a home, and that he, he's wanted to be part of the church. So they are coming. Um, Sean... Morgan and Ryan are coming by transfer of letter from Berea Baptist Church in Gastonia. Sakura came up last week um, as a candidate for baptism, so that will be uh, joining the church by baptism, and we're excited about that, and we'll be setting that up in the coming time. So if you guys are excited about this family become, and I I've told them, I said, guys, you're an answer to prayer. We've been praying that, that God would send some young families with children into our church. And so they have been a, an answer to prayer. Um, Mike is an answer to prayer. And the next family is going to be an answer to prayer, is an answer to prayer as well. So uh, if you're excited about the Hicks family coming and becoming part of our fellowship, let me hear an amen. amen. Okay, you guys could have a seat right there. Right, come on up there. Okay, this is, 
I, I almost want to say Swafford. This is Pamela Hamrick, and this is her granddaughters, Aaliyah and Caitlin. I got it right, Caitlin. And they have come forward. They've been coming for a while. They've actually helped us with Vacation Bible School, and they are coming um, and transfer of letter from Penelope Baptist Church in Longview, right? So uh, if you're excited, now I will tell you this, okay? Don't judge her by this, but those of you that remember Donald Swafford, this is uh, uh, Lisa Murray's brother-in-law, Big Donald, Big Beard, that's her baby brother. <laughs> but she, she came to tell me, she goes, I'm Pamela, I'm not Donald's sister. So don't call her Donald's sister. This is Pamela Hamrick. But we're excited about them coming and, be, and being part of this church. If you guys are excited about that, let me hear another amen. amen. Okay. So you guys can have a seat. And what we're going to do is after the business meeting, so at, toward the end of the business meeting, Doug, where'd you go, Doug? Um, I'm going to ask them to come out front and, and join me out front and let people come by and welcome you to our, to our church. And we're excited about them being here. And Ann, where'd she go? Oh, there you are. I got them all to fill out forms. <laughs> so we've got their information. People were asking about birthdays and, and everything. We've got all of that. So thank you for being here. Uh, don't forget uh, that... Uh, Wednesday night, our Bible studies at 6.30. Also, if you have a nomination form in your hand right now, if you could raise your hand so that the deacons could come by and pick those up for it from you. And I'm going to ask Doug if he would mind closing us in prayer, as well as opening our business meeting. Power of your, your hand in this situation. All these fine families coming here to be a part of this church, Lord, that you've had your hands in our whole time of being here. We thank you for them. We thank you for the Spirit. We thank you for the Spirit that's in all of us. Lord, we thank you also for our Pastor Artie and the message he prepared for us today that that we know that we must have faith in you in all things that we do. Now be with us as we continue on in your business today and lead God and direct us in all things. These things I pray in your name. Amen. All right.